all these questions, but that's okay. We are now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the coffee. We just lit up. Usually when I drink Kevin's coffee, it's a little more on the bitter side than what I personally like. Uh-huh. But today it's like perfect. It is. It is. It's really good for me and I'm sober. So. Oh, okay. So it might just be really good coffee. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But no, I'm interested because, you know, when you, when you took the call, when you took the, uh, the candy before, oh, did the candy taste better? For sure. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't know. Maybe, it's hard to tell because I was taking it at, to get a flavor out yeah. of my mouth. So I don't know. I wasn't really tasting it. I was kind of just chewing and. You know, we may be, I may be expecting too much. Yeah. Oh, I will know. I, I have no idea. I hope we're doing this right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I, I feel a little weird. So I'm pretty sure. Well, I always feel a little weird, so I'm not sure that's a good idea yet, but. Well, no, I have a pretty good gauge on my internal weirdness. Existence. Are you oh. are you sensitive to drugs normally? I have never taken any drugs before. Well, I've taken. Well, I, and I'm just talking medications. Mm, not really. No, okay. I'm not overly sensitive. Okay. Well, at least Nancy's staying sober. Yes. <laughs> one of us has to run things. <coughs> yeah, I'm the one running things, and I'm the one coughing here. Yeah. Oh. All right. Let's start this show. Okay. <laughs> you gonna be all right there, Kevin? Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> After all, it's our marijuana <laughs> special, isn't it? Uh, okay. Three, two, one. All right. Hello, this is Damien Lee Four from Predator. And I took a left at the valley. Keep Woo-hoo! it low. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud of being an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith in unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. Uh, coming at you from uh, somewhere, this is uh, Something Valley. <laughs> My name is Kevin, and old people always poke me at weddings saying, you're next. So I started to do that to them at funerals. Oh, oh my gosh, that would be mean. <laughs> I'd do that. Joining me as usual is the team that criticized God for messing up a perfectly good monkey. Well, yeah, humans suck. Monkeys are awesome, especially bonobos. She thinks it's not fair that only roosters are allowed to start the screaming Nancy. Greeting you from Stoner City. I'm about to scream in a minute. <laughs> the only candy she's interested in swings from a pole and has a daddy issues, Christine. Oh my God! Yes, please. <laughs> I can. Were you looking in, the- in a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. drinks so much she gave a urine sample and an olive in it. Christine. <laughs> Except I don't like olives. Ladies, welcome back. It is good to be here. Uh, good to be here. Okay, so I apologize in advance to our audience <laughs> if the show sounds kind of different today. It's because today we decided to do a show where, um, as you might not know, uh, if you're Canadian, you know. If you don't know, you're probably an American or an international listener. Cannabis has now become legal in Canada. It sure has. Um, 
I thought it'd be some kind of great fanfare, but yeah, you Dude, know what? Life oh, just went on as normal. BC, everyone's already a stoner. <laughs> that's that's it's just now we can't go to jail for it. <laughs> exactly. So we started the show today since pretty much all. Of, I guess I don't know. I'm I'm just a big dork myself. I never actually had marijuana before, before that one incident that I. <laughs> uh huh. I'll tell you guys that about that one later. <laughs> But none of us here never really partake in the herb so much, right? Not on a regular basis. Yeah. No. So before the show, what we we did here is we started lighting up a bit, and we took some puffs and something like that. So we're gonna see some if there are any effects yes. on us. Yeah. Well, except I, for Nancy, who's keeping us on the leash. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, is that I didn't know before I walked in what to expect because I'm very sensitive to cigarette smoke and I'm sensitive to a lot of different odors and when I walked in to the studio I could smell the marijuana but it wasn't offensive mm-hmm. to me it wasn't strong and I don't notice that I'm having any negative reactions just for what do you call it side side of the second effect or sec, yeah whatever it is second 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 street, hand second hand there Thank we you. go there <laughs> sounds like i have been smoking i can't get <laughs> maybe, can't maybe it's maybe it's affecting me more than i <laughs> will will know if i can't put more than three words together in there a you second. go but I, I absolutely don't you know see any negative effects no, no. at this point oh my god did i press record yet yeah <laughs> just so, kidding. Oh my god, Kevin. So we'll, no, we'll have literally, to see. I was like, oh no, you have to press record. Yeah. We'll have to see how these guys hold up at the end. Yeah, of the show. exactly. And we'll see. We'll see how yeah. the, everything goes. <clears> for, <throat> for me, this is my first time ever having any kind of drug. Yeah. So I have no idea what to expect. But just okay. to, just to let listeners know that we are responsible we do have a fan going we do have <laughs> the door we have we adult have, supervision we do have the door open we have a yeah, lot of fresh air we have coming our, and going our we have train munchies. assassin we, yeah. yeah we have munchies yes, right. so if you hear some crunch crunch <laughs> in this show you know what's happening <sighs> okay so let's do our thing as usual let's start with uh, our chit chat um did you guys hear that NASA's Kepler satellite ran out of fuel and essentially oh, died? Oh, so no. sad. Yeah, it's a, a bit short of its 10th anniversary. Uh, Kepler uh, was has been used to find distant planets. Mm. And to this date, it found 2,681 planets yep. mm. in, a, in, in our galaxy. Uh, with Kepler's aid, they've now established that probably 20 to 50% of the stars in the skies could have planet orbiting them. Oh, that's so awesome. So uh, this was a $700 mission, $700 million mission. And right now, Kepler is about 94 miles from Earth and it's orbiting around the sun. Mm. So, okay. thank you, Kepler. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's crazy how our... Our vision of the universe has changed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. $700 million mission. That's for about 10 years. So it 70, That's not that much. $70 million a year to run Kepler. Not a lot launch at all. It and That's decent. No, but, but it's an investment. So then you have it's to an think incredible of what, is the, what is the, the return on the, on, on all the, the scientific data well, and what the we knowledge, the, the, yeah, yeah, the knowledge. knowledge. Was, it, was it better for us to save $700 million and not know that there are so many planets out there? Well, yep. and especially when you realize that America would have just put that $700 million 
into the military. Yeah, <laughs> which you know is uh, in their bucket is a pin. So this is yeah. another example. Yeah, would have gone well. to the border to keep all those yeah. ruffians oh out. So. <laughs> the north border for all those stone Canadians, and the south border for this invasion of Honduras. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so. Oh, that makes me so mad. Did you guys hear? <clears throat> right here in BC, there is a what they call the Lego Home. No. And uh, this is mm-hmm. a. This is a Van Island blocks, which are actually, they're uh, compressed hemp and made of lime and, uh, with lime and water. Mm-hmm. So these are blocks, and they stack them kind of like Legos. They look like big Lego blocks. That is super And they cool. build the house like that. How, how does the insulation and everything work <laughs> well, with it? I'm getting to that. Okay, sorry. So um, these are manufactured in Calgary. They don't mold, and they are fire resistant. What? To, over, think- uh, to about over 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit. The blocks also uh, uh, they absorb the carbon and they grow stronger in time. Wow, That's crazy! Uh, and the cost the cost for these blocks right now I couldn't find, but they say it's in line with other alternative uh, houses. So in other words, it's it's more expensive than a conventional product now. Mm-hmm. For now, for yeah. now, for now, because the the the. Uh, the hemp, I would imagine, is not in in good supply. It would have to be, you know, farmers would have to switch over to that. But I, I've read of um, similar materials being used for housing at a, at a cheaper cost, and the use of hemp and whatever else they're they're putting in there mm-hmm. looks like a really good alternative. And they showed some photos. This is in Victoria. They showed some photos of the interior of the house, and you can't tell from the interior mm-hmm. that it's that it's um, that, that it's the blocks. It looks like a regular interior of the house with, you know, regular walls and, and so forth. Okay. So I hope it succeeds. I think any, any form of alternative um, a building should be used in pilot programs or, you know, in in different areas because we we're going to we're going to need that as, as oh, yeah, time goes for sure, on for, for sure. sure yeah good good move Victoria I think so um, <clears throat> speaking of uh, Mango Mussolini mm-hmm. <laughs> do you guys hear that? I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go dwell on all the nonsense he did again this week I'm just I did, <gasps> but this is funny there's a six foot portrait of Donald Trump that was auctioned for charity and uh, th- this was apparently uh, in 2014. So, the uh, Trump himself offered, or well, his chaired, I should say, offered ten thousand dollars for, for the the bidding the to start. Of, oh, for the wow. to start. Yeah, hoping did that would because it's an auction, right? Did he buy it back? <laughs> Nobody else bid. Good. <laughs> Everybody good. else has good taste. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hope he felt horrible. <laughs> A portrait of Donald <gasps> Trump with ten thousand dollars to begin. No, yeah, you no. Can you can keep it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I bet he didn't use his own money. I bet he used the charitable uh, yeah, it foundation. Charity. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, did you guys hear that scientists have traced the world's about 6,000 languages back to a single mother tongue? Yes. Spoken in Africa 50,000 to 70,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. This was published in the journal Science by Quentin Atkinson of the University of uh, Auckland in New Zealand. Um, he, seemed, he theorizes that the... Uh, he could he could prove that speech evolved earlier than we thought, and the theory that the populations migrating from Africa uh, laid the groundwork of all the cultures. That is super cool. And of mm-hmm. course, languages kind of slightly changed like that. Some Africa uh, and um, you, you can tell because some uh, some languages like some African languages have more than one hundred uh, phone. Oh, geez, how do you say that? Phonemes or yeah. Phon- pho- 
I don't know. I don't know. It phone with M E S. Phonemes. Phonemes. The non high person figures it out. Yes. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Phonemes, well, of course, are sounds, right? Different sounds. And some some African languages have more than one hundred, where uh, Hawaiian has thirteen and English has forty three. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So as population spread, they were lost a lot of the phonemes. Mm-hmm. What do you think the first man said? He looked at her. Speak? And he said, you better stand back. I don't know how big this thing gets. Oh, my God. Only you. Of all the other choices. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Now we know. No problem. Now we know, now we know where marijuana works. <laughs> now we know what the first man said. Um, did you guys hear that Canada's chief public health officer, she's actually worried about the rise of heavy drinking by women. Really? Yeah, yes. I just just listening on the I just on the way over here, I was listening to a report on the radio. See how current we are. Jeez, we're so on the ball. We are absolutely. This is Dr. Teresa Tam and yeah. uh, women are dying from alcohol abuse at a faster rate than men. There's been a 26% increase from 2011 to 2017. Exactly. Wow. And for men it's been only a 5% increase. So people are drinking more apparently. Well, yeah. But women are decided to, hey. Or men were just always drinking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well men historically have always drank more than women. But now this is one of the things they, they, they worry about. Some people are theorizing that women are maybe trying to subconsciously catch up to the boys, mm. which is a bad idea because when yeah. you get a guy who's twice your size, he's going to take or need a lot more alcohol for him to get into the same buzz that you have if you're like a petite woman, right? Yeah. Well, the, the report that I was listening to theorized that perhaps the increase has to do with the fact that women feel as though they're under pressure mm-hmm. and they suffer not suffer but they have more issues with harassment yeah. and, and coping uh, mechanisms coping mechanisms yep. so they're in a way self-medicating mm-hmm. through alcohol which is a bad I'm, idea but this is in Canada this is well, amazing it's enough, in this Canada, is in Canada. Well, and this is interesting yeah. because it's and you know we're in the age of the Me Too movement and all that you don't think women would be finding as much harassment as I don't know 1980 yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's, 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 I I think one reason why the drinking might be going up is because I would say in the last ten years, women drinking has become more socially acceptable. Yeah, like drinking true. at home yeah. by yourself after a long day of work. You don't. When people do that, it's not like, oh my gosh, you're a lady. Yeah, there's also the speculation that a lot of these uh, alcohol companies are um, oh targeting women targeting women now. in their advertising. Yep. You know, I could definitely a glass of wine after the meal for the kids and stuff like that has become the normal thing. Or with well, a meal. I, I think yeah. it's, but I think it's the younger, the younger women, say from twenty to, and I, this wasn't in the report. I'm theorizing on my own, but younger women, maybe from the ages of twenty three, twenty four to thirty something, that are going out on the weekends mm-hmm. and just getting wasted and enjoying it. You know more than the the drinking at home, but I gather both uh, both of those those age groups have increased. That's in interesting because I'm going to pounce on that for a sec. If you say, for example, younger women today are doing these things where they're going out and they're going all out, is it because they feel in, they're in a safer environment as compared to the women from? you know, several decades before who would not have felt that safe to be able to partake and let go, if you wish, and go crazy. Boy, I don't know. I don't know whether the we women... Just who, yeah. Damn marijuana. We just opened a brand new box of discussion right here, didn't we? I think it probably involves multiple yeah. issues. 
Yeah, because I don't know whether the women are going out in groups, but then you've got to have a designated driver. I don't know. I think they're going to have to do a lot more research, or we haven't. We just skimmed the surface and asking questions that the researchers, you know, are Mm -hmm. are going to follow up on. Christine will bring us an answer next week, right? Yes. As I sit and ponder (laughs) with your glass of wine or two. Yeah. Uh, All right. My dear Nancy, you got another top ten for us? Yes, I do. As soon as I can find your... I I think in in these days of Mango Mussolini, um, a lot of us are um, getting concerned with the amount of fake news that's coming into our email boxes and from Facebook and all over. I know I get a lot of, not necessarily the hate stuff, but I get a lot of really marginal truth items in there and when I do from my friends I always try to tell them to do a little more research to find out whether or not what they're posting Mm -hmm. is actually fact or fiction so in order to help everybody I thought today I could give you the top 10 websites to check to fact check oh my the gosh. news. That is it. awesome. Yeah, I so love that's that good. idea. Um, the, the, the big daddy of all of them is a website that is not without controversy, but it does have most of the fact checking that anybody would want to have, and that's called Media Bias Fact Check News, mm. or MBFC. Has anybody heard of that one? I actually that's a, Oh, that's a tremendous resource. They have um, not only fact check, but they also list various sources in terms of whether they're left-leaning, whether they're right-leaning, whether they're more biased, whether they're less biased. And there's lists of all of the web, almost wow. all of the websites there um, that would be the source of a lot of the news that you get into your, into your box. So MBFC, or Media Bias Fact Check. And there have been some controversies about them saying that they're not always accurate in their left-leaning or mm-hmm. um, in, in some of their cases, but I find them to be very very comprehensive. Just take everything with a little grain of salt, but that one would be the one that you'd, that you'd go to first. Um, they list as the, the first... Um, first one, um, I don't know whether this is the best, but this is listed first in the long Hold on, post. i got to block you here for half a second. Yeah. Are you guys feeling some effects by now? Yes. Okay. I that, think so. I, Are you? <laughs> I don't know. Right now, I feel like I'm falling. Wait, really? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I'm jealous. I might be feeling kind of the same thing you are. You know, it's like, like sinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, what I'm feeling is it feels like... I figured this out. I'm sorry, Nancy. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted. To, I <laughs> no, said, no. I, I just noticed that. I said, okay. To, to any of our Canadian <laughs> listeners, if I end up being the lone voice <laughs> in Stoner City <sighs> saying, "Help me." <laughs> Please. How do you stop the recording? Please, How do you stop please, the recording? Please send an email or a, the a only text. Thing, the only thing you're in danger of is It's like there's. A heavy something dripping, like dripping yeah, down over my exactly. body, well, and yeah. it feels like it's pulling all of my. Like, <laughs> you feel like you go, you're really? melting down. Yeah, it's like you're <laughs> melting. Um, so I'm actually, I was trying to figure out whether or not I was actually speaking at a normal speed, or oh, if I was well, going too slow or too fast. Because I'm good with that. It's just probably just the way I'm hearing it. And and you were taking the relaxing strings. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I took, was, I took the mixed one. And I took Mine the upper was, and the mix. Because <laughs> they see for me, I'm more in a state where like, it's like I can feel, I'm trying to think of words. 
Don't worry, this is a regular problem with me. This isn't caused by weed. <laughs> like, it's, almost, it's almost like I can feel like every muscle in my body at once. Okay, wow. that's cool. Like, Sorry, that's guys. kind of normal anyways, because I could already kind of do that if I concentrate <coughs> enough. I wonder if I should go out on the balcony to finish <laughs> Sorry, Nancy, we interrupted you. No, Go right no, ahead. Don't be so, no, please, do, I mean, that's why we're doing this today. So any anybody that suddenly feels a little different, let's get it on out there. Exactly, that's why, exactly. That, this is the big experiment today. I'm not hungry, but I want some chips now. <laughs> Which is, it was really funny because I took the relaxing, Kevin took the mix, and Christina took the hyper. You think? She didn't so, do right. She didn't, she didn't inhale right enough. But I held it in... Okay, this is my first time. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) And just how, like, the feeling over... Like, you and I both have, like, the melting, the Throw me the chips. I want the chips. Which Which ones? I I don't know. What are they? Oh, sure. Whatever. Don't throw it. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Okay, no, that is really loud. Okay, no, here we go. Despite what my brain is telling me that my motor functions are slow, I think I know enough to know that they're still working. I feel like you're talking a little slow. Yeah, well, I'm not close enough to you to see if I detect any dial, but maybe Christina could look to see if your eyes look more dilated or... I have no idea. Okay. Maybe? Hmm. Okay, doke, here we go. This first fact check, this seems so irrelevant now. <laughs> no, but we want to know. Okay, the first one fact is, checking is so important. Okay, are any, have, have you guys checked out PolitiFact? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's okay, amazing. That's, that's a fact checking website that rates the accuracy of claims by elected officials. Mostly it's an, it's an American one mm-hmm. for American politics. Yeah, they've been having fun with Trump. Yeah, but it, it, it it's a good one. It's run by editors and reporters from the Tampa Bay Times, so it's an in, that's an independent newspaper, and everybody seems to agree that it's the best source for political mm-hmm. fact checking. Uh, I've checked a lot of the, the different websites that rank these, and Politifact generally comes up uh, first. The second one is Fact Check. Anybody know Fact Check? That's uh, a project of the Annenberg Public Policy from um, the part of it. Um, mm-hmm. um, the public radio they do a lot for public radio that's from the University of Pennsylvania they're nonpartisan, nonprofit, consumer advocate and so that's that's a really good one they monitor a lot and they're similar to, to PolitiFact in their coverage and they provide a lot of really good details the only drawback is they lack um, some of the simplicity mm-hmm. sometimes it's not as, as straightforward or simple but those two if you get any news and you want to know if it's fact or fiction those would be the, the first two here's one that that's not as well known called open secrets i haven't heard of that one. Oh, i hadn't either it's a nonpartisan, independent nonprofit. it's run by the center for responsive politics which is uh, a premier research group tracking money in u.s politics oh that's important yeah and the effect on elections and public policy so they're really good at discovering how much and where candidates get their money so maybe that's why we don't always look to see you know we don't always follow the money Mm -hmm. but if you want to follow the money Mm -hmm. open secrets um the sunlight foundation no i haven't heard of that no these are these are good ones to know 
Well, especially when you can look across multiple ones and see how much they corroborate each other. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm going to go back one because under Open Secrets is Snopes. Yeah. We all yeah. know Snopes. Of course. Snopes is my, my go-to, mm. especially if somebody put something down as um, a first-person experience that has to do They're not with, as good as they used to be, though. Yeah. Oh, really? It, well, some of their budget has been slashed, apparently. Uh, so. mm, yeah. They're still pretty good because they'll tell you whether or not the email that you got is, is true mm-hmm. or false, and they give you the background or whether it was first sent out in 1996. And I'd, I'd be curious issues. to actually see how much an operation like that would cost to run because if I was yeah. a rich person, I would want to make another one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, there there is there there is sort of one. I'll get to that in a little bit. But the Sunlight Foundation um, uses tools of civic tech, open data, policy analysis, and journalism. Um, they're into making the government and politics more accountable and transparent. So they uh, primarily focus on money as well. So uh, Open Secrets and Sunlight Foundation uh, are really good for tracking the money. Here's another one. Um, that I'm not a, wasn't aware of, Pointer Institute. Okay. Pointer, P-O-Y-N-T-E-R, is not a true fact-checking service, but they're a leader in a distinguished journalism and produce nothing but credible and ev- evidence-based content. Nice. So you can, you can use them as a credible, credible source. Um, this is one, this is, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to try and say it so that you know it's not fact-check, it's flack Check F L A C K Flack Check headquarters again at the Annenberg Public Policy Center at the University of Pennsylvania, and Flack Check is a political literacy compa- companion to Fact Check. But Flack Check provides resources designed to help viewers recognize flaws in arguments in general and political ads. That is so awesome. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, eight. <coughs> is called Truth or Fiction. And this one, as I was saying about Snopes, it's very similar to Snopes, and they focus more on political rumors and hoaxes. And then another one that's like Truth or Fiction is called Hoax Slayer. (laughs) And they debunk or validate internet rumors and hoaxes. So if you notice that Snopes doesn't always give you, you know, an answer, go to Truth or Fiction or Hoax Slayer. And number 10 is Fact Checker by the Washington Post, and they have a very clear left-center bias. Um, And and if you want to check the biases, remember, you want to go to Media Bias and Fact Check News. Mm -hmm. But this one is categorized as left-center bias, and it's reflected in their fact checks. Their fact checks are excellent and sourced, but they do have that bias, so you want to know that when you check things out, that um, they want to fact check right wing claims more than the left. But at this point in politics, there are more right wing <laughs> things to check out. You know what? Yeah, center left bias is the good bias to have, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, other, other than that, the Washington Post is a good resource, but the, um, and here's my bias. And, and many biases that there's just so much fiction coming out oh. and so much lying on the right that their attention is there. 
I'm sure when the, you know, after the midterms, when the Democrats are back in power, that <laughs> they'll start looking, you know, to speak truth to power to them as well. But anyway, conclusion, a good fact-checking service will write with neutral wording and will provide unbiased sources to support their claims. Um, the other thing that I've noticed, and maybe you have too, is when you you have your news feed that's coming in now on Facebook, yep. they do tell you the source of the um, um, of, of wherever it is, what newspaper, what source it is, and you can look up. They had that little eye, mm-hmm. and you can look up the source of whatever news. It says about this website. That's right, and that's a big help. I think if you, if people would just use that, that goes a long way oh, yeah. in identifying where the facts come from. Anyway, that's it for today. Is everybody awake? Am I? <laughs> yes. okay. Moving on. No. Oh, good. So, how are we feeling the effects so far? Not sure. Well, Christine is leaning over well, no. on her elbow. No, I was leaning over because I'm chewing a candy and I didn't want it coming through like Kevin's chewing. <laughs> <laughs> you could have made me some kind of signal, but I, you know. I tried, Christine was in the way. <laughs> no, I've tried making signals to him, too. Well, it's, Kev- it's that desk that's in the no. way. We need a laser pointer? Just to like yeah, it's a do, point do of laser in my eyes. That's right. No, 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 no. So, I was thinking so Kevin, doing any them. effects from like, secondhand or the little breathing no, I mean, that bes- you did before? No, besides the the melting effect that we had there earlier, no, I seem to be coming back up from it. So see, compared to how much I did to how much you did, I still feel like I'm kind of melting into the couch. But it's not like I'm melting. It's like there's a heavy yeah. melting over me that is pulling all of like. The skin down. You're like a chocolate ice cream sundae. She's got the chocolate, you know, streaming down. I'm jealous. (laughs) She's got zero effect whatsoever. No, I I don't know. That's the issue. Like, I can't tell because I don't... Okay, so you're all the time weird. So, Kirsten, do you feel at this point, you feel the effects. Do you feel as though you want to smoke more or that you've had enough and you don't want any more? Is, is there anything that has to do with your, a craving for any more or less? I'm not craving any more. Okay. No. All right. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Wait, do most people crave more? Sometimes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know, um, we like to listen to our listeners, obviously. And there was a listener in that the other day that wasn't too happy with the fact that we used the I Dream of Genie music theme for the Another Brilliant Moment. Why? Well, he he just didn't seem to like the song or he doesn't like it's on repeat or anything like that, so I thought I'd do something different today for him. Yay! I like Jane. We're so good to our listeners, Uh, all six of us. And for those of us going, sorry to cut you off there, Nancy, but those of us going into this, this is going to be interesting because this will be my first time trying to read and, like, read something out loud. Hi. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. So... Since uh, another brilliant moment is always about the stupidity of religion, I say, why not keep the stupid music going, right? <gasps> it's another brilliant moment. Love it. Brought to you by religion. <laughs> All right. Drag queen story hours have been the target of, of conservative Christian ire over the past few months because they combine two things the religious right absolutely despises. Drag queen story hour. Yes, have you never this, heard of it? This is this is a hard pressing issue for the politics of the day now. Yep. <laughs> so these two look are these two things? Men in drag and books. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's scary. Oh, yeah, knowledge yes. and acceptance. Knowledge and acceptance <gasps> are scary. Mm-hmm. Even though the story times are perfectly traditional, other than the person doing the reading, various groups have tried suing the libraries to shut down the, and keep in mind, these are legal, events, or express outrage over the idea that their children may think the person reading that to them looks amazing. People are gross. <laughs> oh, yes. Genevieve Peters took it to another level at the Salador Independent Bookstore in Riverside, California. Oh, boy. She began videotaping the event with her phone, which means she was videotaping children without their parents' permission (laughs) and was immediately asked to stop. Or be arrested. She refused because she's a Christian, goddammit, and the rules don't apply to her. Oh, yeah. There we go. God, it led to a confrontation with her pretending to be a martyr while the drag queen storyteller was the true voice of reason. Oh. Yeah. She says this to loner, to owner Linda Sherman Nurit. What? Sorry, you looked at me funny. Because I thought you were looking at me funny. Or I thought you did something. <laughs> I thought you were laughing at me. Oh, we're at the paranoia stage. <laughs> <laughs> She has invited the public to watch this perversion in these with these homosexuals, says Los Angeles resident. Hey, drag queen doesn't Genevieve mean a homosexual. Uh, well, she yeah, thinks that there's, it is. These people don't know anything. And then she says, I'm sorry, this is what's happening. I'm eating another chip. I hate you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Some parents ask Peters to leave due to small children watching, but even after security guards step in, she still refuses. That's what you get, she says. This is our nation's children. You have no right to tell us about our children. Drag queen performer. As she proceeds to tell you about her everyone's children. Well, you have every right to film them without the parents' permission, yes. though. <laughs> Drag queen performer Giovanni Morales said he's not surprised by the comments. I'm used to this negativity and hate, Morales said. They're screaming hateful things and negative comments that kids shouldn't be hearing to begin with. That's sad. The fact that yeah. he's used to hearing this. Uh-huh. That is a sad. It's so sad. There's a lot of obvious irony in Peter's claim to the security guards had no right to tell us about our children. When the event was voluntary, the parents of those children had no problem with them being there, and Peter's was the only one pushing her beliefs on everybody else. Wow. <laughs> It's My true. Right. It's if it's voluntary, I mean, the yeah, children it, were brought there and the parents knew. But it always comes down to my rights are better than yours. Yes. Doesn't it? I mean, when it, it, reducing it to its absurd simplicity, it's my rights are better than yours. Exactly. Exactly. No, no you, you're quite right. Yeah. Anyway, she'll go to hell. Yeah. So, so, did the, so did the letters stay on the page or were they, they dancing well also the you? problem too is my printer didn't print properly oh, so some of the, the letters print. are only kind oh, of half there oh the no our printer sucks okay you okay. guys have been taken in by the big printer conspiracy yeah well it yes. would have been nice if they sort of filled <laughs> themselves in while you were reading <laughs> they did not no she can see through time now yeah okay that's Into it to the past that's it for now that's it for now all right Oh, shoot. I went to that song? Man. Good job. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. So let's take a quick pause, and when we come back, we'll have our friend Ryan from Seattle. Yeah! So stay with us. A Canadian, a New Yorker, and a Southern Belle walked into a podcast, and all hell broke loose. 
Seriously, though, what happens when we three ladies get together? Well, definitely a lot of talking. And accents. Funny accents. Well, I don't have an accent, but my co-hosts sure do. We mix North, South, and the Great White North together for two hours of pure secular discussion. Nothing is off-limits. From goofy religions like Scientology, woo like ghost hunting and alternative medicine, to hardcore history, hermeneutics, sex, and science, we cover it all. What the heck is a hermeneutic? Well, it's not a guy named Herman who sings falsetto, that's for sure. Join Beth, Ashley, and myself, Deborah, every Monday night at 9.30pm Eastern, and we take you beyond the trailer park and bring the conversation to life. Join us live on YouTube and participate in the conversation via the Q&A system, or catch us later on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, and Nobex. Visit www.beyondthetrailerpark.com for links to the show and our upcoming schedule. Bring your wine and sweet tea and settle in for fun facts and free thinking. We happily wear the explicit tag, though, so make sure to wash out your mouth with something tasty before listening. That's live at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Come give us a like and a share, no matter what type of accent you have. And I think it should be religion treated with ridicule and hatred and contempt. And I claim that right. In the morning. Hi, everybody. This is Robert Stanley from the Right to Reason podcast. And if you subscribe now, you'll get free. Learn more about the broadcast at therighttoreason.com. absolutely convinced that the main source of hatred in the world is religion and organized religion. Absolutely convinced of it. And I think it should be religion treated with ridicule. By the way, this might take a while for us to get our act together because we got Christina and Kirsten who just went to the bathroom and Nancy and myself, and three of us have partaken in the herb already. All right. (laughs) We wanted to get some of it done before Nancy got here because we didn't want her accidentally getting high. Yeah, because she's a a trained assassin, so you never know. She's a what? (laughs) She's not actually. She's a trained assassin. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I just put my earphones on. Are you discussing my You're... my professional attributes again? <laughs> That's right. Yes. Everybody's going to know, and then it's no fun. You don't want to sneak up oh, behind no. somebody and have them say, oh, you're the... You're, the, <laughs> you're, the, you're here to kill yeah, me. Can I, have, can I have your autograph before you do away with me? You know, I don't want to become, a, you know, a, a revered public figure. I want to be See, a dark, right, shadowy assassin. Right now, Rich is totally regretting taking this call. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, Rich.
which everyone feels that way at first, and then it gets worse. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so, so Rich, you, maybe you'd be so kind to... Well, welcome to the show, first of all. And maybe, you. maybe you'd be so kind to also tell us uh, uh, part of, about yourself. Okay. Uh, basically, how far back do you want to go as far as about myself is? No, I, I don't want the conception story. Well, okay, that's good. Uh, I was a there preacher was a big for bang. 20 years. Uh, left the faith. Uh, started a podcast called Living After Faith. We've uh, got into the 90-something episodes now. And uh, during my coming out of Christianity, I developed what's called complex PTSD. Mm-hmm. And turned to... Uh, marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it, as part of my regimen to deal with it, and I'm dealing with it today, and I use medical cannabis to this day and have for uh, close to a decade now. Wow. So, so it's, doing what it, it, it's doing what you need it to do after all that time? Yes, it is. Oh, that's good. Have you increased the amount, or is it about the same, that, that you know, the same level that helps? <laughs> No, it goes up. Tolerance is a weird thing to manage. You use a certain amount of THC, and your body acclimates to that amount, so then you have to use more, so then you have to go on what's called a tolerance break, where you take a few weeks where you do very little so that you can get your effect back up. So it's 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 a management-type situation. You have to uh, control how much you use and, and keep an eye on it. Uh, because it's very easy to get to be immune to it. And uh, I've been in a situation where I could take six dabs and not really be affected too strong by it. So uh, it's it's a management game. And, yeah, I have increased my usage of it. When I first started, uh, just a little piece of a cookie would float me for a whole afternoon. It was... Mm. Uh, a great thing back in those days. I would. I wish my tolerance was that low still. Well, I wish I would have been that smart because my first time I basically tried two pieces of brownies and oh. one of them was too big. So, oh. yeah. It didn't turn out well. <laughs> it did not turn out well. <laughs> There's not a much worse feeling than being too high. It's not going to hurt you. You're not going to die. You're not going to be, you know, irreparably harmed. Mm-hmm. But it sure feels pretty lousy to be too high and waiting to come down and the anxiety and exactly yeah. it, it's not a fun place to be no no it certainly isn't I, I, I wouldn't recommend it for anybody but that, that was on my own stupid choice because <laughs> I took one piece and girlfriend gave me a piece and I, you know when you have a brownie it's the size it's almost the size of your wallet you know it's like it's a large piece and I'm looking at her and she's giving me something the size of a quarter I said like, you're kidding me right just no all right, well, pop that in, and you know, wait, wait, wait. Forty-five minutes later, well, no effect. Okay, well, I cut another piece about twice the size of that, and pop that in, <laughs> and it all hit me at the same time. And that was this, part of that was because it was his first time, and there was nothing in his system that said, "Oh, we've done this before." Oh, yeah, exactly. This, yeah. <laughs> One of my first times to use uh, marijuana here in Seattle was actually before it was medically legal, but it was before it was recreationally legal. Uh, 
we had the hemp fest here and they were actually selling marijuana brownies at the hemp fest and this was my first experience with an edible ever so i bought five brownies oh, and oh no. brought them home and i ate a brownie and it didn't have any effect on me and my first thought was well i've been ripped off so there's nothing in these brownies and i'm hungry so i went ahead and ate the rest of the brownies oh, oh no and uh yeah i was in that place of dear god what have i done to myself <laughs> for about four or five hours it took a long time so i learned from that experience start slow with the edibles because uh they can sneak up in a mm-hmm. real hurry yeah yeah um, exactly yeah absolutely it's a learning i mean it's a learning experience like everything else when you try something that you don't know about you've heard about it you don't have a lot of instruction you're experimenting so it's a matter of time before you realize you know nope I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of course, now cannabis is legal across Canada, and uh, you're in Washington, and you guys have had right. this legal for, for a year now? Uh, it's been longer than that. Uh, we've had it recreationally legal, oh, man, I want to say since 2015. Okay. Wow, time flies. Yeah, no time kidding. flies. So, uh, have you noticed some differences since you've been a user for, for a while? Uh, have you noticed some differences in how the general public accepts uh, the use of marijuana not as a legal product? It's very interesting because uh, in Seattle, Seattle was a weed-friendly city for a long time. Ever since I've been here, uh, there was actually a referendum at one time, and this goes back years ago, for uh, marijuana enforcement, use enforcement, to be Seattle police's lowest priority, and that was set by a vote of the public. So uh, it was it's always been a weed friendly city and that's really my only experience but once it was legalized it was amazing you see people with you know a weed emblem on their ball cap or on their shirt and it was just out in the open you would see so much more acceptance of marijuana and of uh the cannabis products uh Recreational use has really done a lot to improve, in a lot of ways, access to cannabis in general. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. So, any effects so far? We're doing good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me where everybody is right now. What have we, have we smoked a joint? Have we eaten a well, we brownie? Did, what, where are we? we did the tell first, me who you are and where you are. We did the first half of the show. And said, okay, so we don't know how long this, how or how soon those effects are going to come in. So what we did is just before the show, we started lighting up, and so there was a couple of joints and a bong involved yeah. there. So I had um, a lemon meringue sativa. Was it? Did I have the sativa? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I had one joint, and then. Well, uh, so so we think you had one joint one night. Well, sure no, no, I started. I, oh, yeah. Okay, so I didn't really know what I was doing, so I don't know if I inhaled any of that. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then the, we had a bong, and I took um, a couple a couple puffs of that. You didn't like it, though. Well, yeah, it left a weird taste in my mouth. Because um, I showed you how to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, did you cough? I can't remember. There was coughing. Very little. No, I'm pretty good at, like, I could feel it. You're pretty good at coughing? No, but I I could feel it in my (laughs) chest, but I didn't need to cough. 
Um, and then later on, I'd say probably about like an hour later, I had a, my second lemon meringue. Yeah, just just when we went for the break there yes. before you came in. Yeah. Well, I'm the only one who um, hasn't indulged, and it's only because I tend to be very sensitive to a lot of things, and I drove here. I want to be able to drive home, so I I can smell the marijuana, but it's not offensive to me. We've got a well-ventilated um, room, so that's not a problem whatsoever. So I don't really know what would happen if I decided to indulge or not, but I'd rather err on the side of caution, mm-hmm. and um, everybody seems okay to me. There are no real obvious. I mean, everybody's <laughs> talking about how they feel, but there's no real obvious um, effect, uh, outward effects that that uh, that I can that I can detect. Okay. Maybe a little more silliness, but we're used to a lot more silliness in the group anyway. <laughs> there you so, go. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to gauge. And Kirsten, you you took the uh, the relaxing one. The, yes, uh, I took the indica. The indica. Okay. And well, a few tokes from the bong too. Yeah, and I had a mix. I had I had a blend that was a mix essentially. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. And this is my first time ever doing this, so I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Hence, I didn't don't know if I actually breathed in the first one. <laughs> well, what are you feeling right now? Anything at all? Yes, I feel how I described it a little while ago was like it's like I can feel every muscle in my body, and mm-hmm. it's really weird, and I feel happy. Well, Very yeah. happy. I guess. Do you have a screen or something where you can look at something with a lot of pretty colors? I've been because staring at my of, hand, being like, it looks like a painting. Hold on, I could probably provide that. And let's see. <laughs> let's give you the... I think Kirsten's grabbing one. The iPad? So I'm just looking at pretty colors? Yeah. Colors kind of take on a new dimension. Oh, when I'm you start, Especially with that sativa high in the brain. I think I have a picture I can show you. And another way I kind of described it is like, you know how like when you're with different people, you you kind of like, it filters your personality a little? Right. And right now, when I'm at home by myself or just with Kirsten, like really just myself, that's kind of what I feel like right now. Holy mother of God. <laughs> What would you do? She's just looking. She's wow. Using, she's just looking at some color. I don't know what she's looking at. Kirsten, you might feel like it's obviously yes, very enjoyable. You just gave her the phone. You gave her your phone. It's What's on the so phone? It's so pretty. It's something I know she'll love. It's trees, but they're all in, in like bright, vibrant fall colors. And it's like you're standing in the but middle like, of them. There's still some green ones, too. Okay, so it's just an image. And Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so turn it this way and see if... See, Okay, it's, it's a pretty, it's pretty but I don't I mean they're not vibrantly they're not stimulating my brain over the top yeah it's, it's just a very bright Rich picture of if you're standing in a little bit of a clearing in the middle of some trees oh, I don't see it and you look up and you take trees. a picture no but they're so pretty with all of the um, fall colors and the bright blue sky behind it I apologize Rich for bringing oh you on the show today at this point no, I think this is great. That's exactly what marijuana is designed to do. It enhances all of your senses. No, but it's like I'm seeing all the colors at once. Oh, if yes. you, if Rich, the, 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 the neat thing, Rich and listeners, the look on her face is absolute joy. She's just, it's like its like a kaleidoscope that's going off in her brain. She really looks, so she's pretty. a happy looking girl. Like, no, you know when you normally see an image, you like focus on one aspect of it? Like you'll mm-hmm. you'll like look at the trees, but like right now I'm like literally looking at it all at once. 
Are they moving cones, no. Christine? No, 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 they're, no, they're not moving. It's just like... Oh, this is going to be the best show ever. <laughs> it's like there's depth to the image. Like, I'm laying on the ground, staring up, and actually seeing that, like, depth. So rich. In the world. Yes. Through a picture. That's it's so really cool. weird. So, from your experience... Um, they say, for example, that there's a, the, the line that uh, kids should not really partake in marijuana use until the age of about 25 when their brain development is complete. Would you agree with that assessment? You know, I'm not a scientist, so uh, I have to go with what the scientists do say. And the scientists say that the brain doesn't develop uh, or isn't fully developed and there can be lasting effects. Now, we don't know that to be a fact. Uh, and I've seen... The medical use in children, especially with epilepsy, mm -hmm. where yes. uh, a seizure disorder, where there has been dramatic effects for children. And I certainly wouldn't want to limit that availability, you know, of genuine medicine that's keeping a child from having repeat seizures over and over again. You know, I wouldn't want to say, okay, sorry, you got to wait till you're 25 before you can have this cure for your disease. So it's going to have to destroy your life before you get there. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as the recreational use, uh, I don't know where you would want to draw the line. You know, you said 25, I think. Uh, well, I, I you have a hard time limiting yeah. anything past the age of 21. That's true. That's true. And, you know, assuming that, you know, 25 is an arbitrary number anyway, brain development could happen at, you know, done at 24 or 26 or whatever. It's, it's an approximate time, right? Right. So, uh, I mean. So, I Rich, eventually, Christina is going to come down from this glorious uh, height where she is now. What, what is she going to, what, what, are, what typically is she going to expect as, um, as the, the effects kind of leave her body? The neat thing, or one of the neat things about marijuana is you don't really have a crash. Uh, with some drugs, there is a crash that's associated with using it, and I don't find that to be a case personally with cannabis, and most people don't. So gradually, she'll find that her senses begin to return to normal, that she doesn't have the feelings, and it'll happen pretty much in the same order that it did coming into it. The first thing that she began to notice, uh, in my case, it's sound. I can hear sound amazing. When I first hit that pipe, that's the first thing, my indicator is sound. So when I hear that sound, I, you know, when I hear that, you know, I can hear the various echoes in the room and the different nuances of sound in the room, I know that I'm starting to get high and that's going to be the last thing that leaves as as well so it kind of works i guess in, in a reverse order mm -hmm. so whatever she's feeling first she's gonna notice that still lingers towards the end of her high that's really interesting that, that there's that symmetry no it makes perfect sense like it dulls mm -hmm. one sense at a time i guess you know whichever yeah. way it works so it makes perfect sense um it was. I'm just gonna jump back to like. So when I was looking at that picture, why uh -huh. I kind of freaked out halfway through is when when I turned the picture upside down. I was literally like looking at a totally different picture. <laughs> it was wow. Weird. 
This has been the weirdest show. No, she's the, so she's a great test fun. subject. This yeah, is, no, no, I agree. Know, I agree. As long as she's okay when it's over, yeah. that's the main yeah. the main thing. We wouldn't do this if there was any potential harm that would come to anybody. We're, yeah. Well, it's not like we're doing crack up. We're crazy, but we're not. <laughs> no, that's yeah. next week. Oh, <laughs> well, have fun with that my, one, Kevin. My aunt would be so proud. <laughs> she was so proud of you when she heard about this. Oh, yeah. my aunt. When I told her, because um. That I was getting high today, she isn't. She's not educated on marijuana at all, and she thought that I was going to die. And I'm like, no, Auntie, you can't overdose and die. (laughs) Yeah, because apparently, one of my uncles knew someone who took weed once, and they like fried their brain. And And when was this? In the '60s. Uh, He was said he's taking the reefer. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Do you find that there is that? age that difference in education through different generations oh absolutely uh kids today they grew up with marijuana they grew up knowing that it's harmless uh in my generation i'm not a young person anymore i'm 56 years old so when i was growing up weed was like some the devil's drug yeah, it was on the same level you yeah, would put, okay. you know, someone mentioned crack. Well, we yeah. didn't have crack back then. That was before crack. But weed would have been right up there with heroin and LSD wow. as far as, you know, hard drugs. Mm-hmm. And the drug we all enjoyed back then was Budweiser, which <laughs> people still enjoy today, I guess. Mm. But uh, I was a bad drunk, but I'm a, a great stoner. So uh, I quit the alcohol mm-hmm. and marijuana helped me do that. And... Uh, so now I just use the marijuana instead of alcohol. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, there was such a stigma on it that no one that I knew used it, uh, or at least didn't think so, because there was such a stigma attached to it and such a, uh, ooh, evil. Yeah. But, uh, and it's people of that generation if you were to ask my mother if weed should be legalized for recreational use, she would think you were absolutely out of your mind. It would be like, like I said, like uh, legalizing heroin, Whoa. just, you know, <laughs> make it all legal, which I have I, no problem with, actually. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I personally think all drugs should be legal. And I you agree. can regulate them all. It just works better. Yes. But there, was, there was an, I don't know whether you call it an underground or under the radar of very nice professional middle-class um, people that had their dealers and they would you know smoke pot the way other people would have a cocktail or you know ha- have, uh, have smoke cigarettes and it was done you know pretty covertly but there was a pretty widespread I knew you know um, several in my in my circle people who who smoked and they didn't necessarily hide it they didn't flout it but there were plenty of dealers around that provided mm-hmm. you know um, marijuana to people who needed it and you know smoked over you know 10 or 12 years and uh, we're just fine I've got a couple of little stats here for if people are interested uh, this is for example yeah. uh, in 2012 in Canada the uh, the percentage of male and female that have used uh, marijuana at least once in their lifetime was 49.4 percent for the males and 35.8 percent for the females mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you went by age, if you went to uh, from the age 15 to 24, you had about 45% 
that was that had used. Uh, if you went from the age 25 to 44, you had over 50 percent, and then 45 to 64, it goes back down to about 45 percent, and then if you're 65 and over, it drops all the way down to about 10 percent. Mm-hmm. These are rough numbers, of course. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. All right, I'm just gonna jump in here. Yeah. You all know how fascinated Christina normally is with her ring. You gotta look at her now. No, but okay. So I have an opal engagement ring, and I think it's gorgeous. Literally staring at it right now, I can I can see like every single like <laughs> bit of the opal. Like, but I've never been able to focus on it this Ooh. intently. It's so. But cool. think of it like Lord of the Rings. And Smeagol hey, and the ring. My ring's gorgeous. Way better than that one. <laughs> like that type of like fascinated watching. Oh, no, okay, so but it's her on, precious. No, but on on my on my ring there are two devices running critically low on memory. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Good job. Shut okay, up, shut but, up, so thing. on this on my ring I also have two emeralds on the side of the opal. And they, with them being genuine stones, there is what's called forests in them. So there's like mm. little rivets of darker green in the middle. And right. I've never really been able to focus on them because it's so tiny. But like, I can see them now. Are we still describing your ring? Yes. Yes. Hey, it's gorgeous. I mentioned that. Uh, so Rich, if, if she were to take... I'm so sorry, Rich. Let, let's say one of us had um, anxiety it's like there's problems in it. or we had something. And so we took medical marijuana instead of, you know, getting high. What would the differences be on her ability to focus like that? Or is that absolutely due to the high? I, I keep forgetting the THC, whatever it is. Is that a function of the high? And that would be there if she took medical marijuana? Yeah, 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 yeah it's oh a THC God. and CDC, right? Yeah. Was uh, TH, there are several different uh, cannabinoids that come into play. THC is the psychoactive one, the one that she's experiencing now is THC. And that THC is present in medical marijuana. She's now, there is, laughing. <laughs> there is marijuana that's just CBD only which does not make you high and does have many of the benefits of the rest of marijuana mm-hmm. you know not all of the benefit comes from the THC so there are basically two separations there's the CBD marijuana which does not make you high and may or may not provide all of the benefit that you're looking for then there's the THC which does make you high and again uh, may or may not provide all the benefits you're looking for. So it's a combination of the two. So it primary. really depends on what your need is, whether or not you want to be happy and you don't really need it to relieve pain, or you've got symptoms that you know are, are causing you some pain and distress, and you'd rather have a relief rather than any of the associated uh, happy happy things that, yeah. that are going along with it. She's having a great time with that. She's now turned on the flashlight on her phone to look at it in even greater detail. Right now, I feel like my whole life, I have been living on like an old, early 2000s TV. And I'm literally (laughs) looking right now, and it's like 4K. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Uh, To think the puzzle we're going to go home to. It's so pretty. Oh my God, it's going to be so pretty. Yeah. Do you do you feel that now that the cannabis is legal in the country in Canada and it is in Washington State and Colorado? Yeah. I, do, I believe there's a third state that's coming soon, right? That has there are nine states now that are legal. I can't name them nine all, states. but uh, oh. nine states Colorado. now have recreational. 
Yeah, we said that one already. Oh, I wasn't listening. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you feel that uh, more hopeful that because there's a lot of myth about uh, cannabis and the effects? You know, there are some people that are touting that uh, cannabis oil will actually cure cancer. You know, right? Yeah. You, know, you well, are you at least more hopeful that now that it's becoming more uh, accepted that we'll actually have some real research and some real science done into the effects of uh, cannabis? That's the big benefit to me. What I see in legalization of marijuana is that it will allow studies to be done. Studies of cannabis have really not been legal, mm -hmm. and those that have been done have been very limited in their source material in the U.S. Now, other countries, uh, Israel has done a great amount of study. As a matter of fact, a bulk of the good study that's out there is done in Israel right now, mm. which... Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's where it's coming from. So, you know, good. Yeah, have you, have but, you listened to the religions coming out of there? You have to be high on something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, virgin birth, walking on water, please. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't smoke to get high. That's not anything I, you know, feel like I want to experience one way or the other. That's because but you if the I needed it for hunt. pain and I mm -hmm. need it for medical relief, I'd be the first one in line to do it. There, no question. Absolutely. You're the one that causes the pain, Nancy. You're the assassin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I don't need it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, great. Um, I forget what question I wanted to ask. Now. Seriously, or is this just part of your gag? No, no, it's true. I no, I think he actually forgot this one. <laughs> I actually forgot. So, Are you uh, experiencing a little temporary short-term memory loss? Is that what I'm hearing I've been from experiencing, right now? I've been experiencing memory loss at the beginning since the show began. Yeah, I can't too. seem to focus at all right now. <laughs> is, is that maybe a function of some of the THC that you uh, I believe imbibe? so, because usually I'm much more focused, and I apologize yeah. for having such a crappy interview. So. No, <laughs> no, no, don't I mean, apologize. This, fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this is part is, of the show, right? This, this is, is part of, this, is, this is absolutely yeah. part of... of what yeah. you're supposed to be doing well, right Somebody now. ask him a question because I can't think of one right now. Well, I don't have a question, but I was yeah. going to say um, my brain kind of like just like wanders no, off for a moment. No, don't focus on your ring either. snaps into focus. No, 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 it just kind of drifts and then snaps back into focus. So I'm like, oh, I should be focusing and paying Good attention. Job. So is that probably a difference between what, which ones we took? Because uh, I'm not feeling that at all. Well, we all took a different one, right? You know, that's what I'm meaning. Because uh, Kirsten uh, took the... Mm -hmm. Sativa. Yeah, she took no, it. No, indica. In, in, in the couch. In the cat, in the couch. In the couch. Yeah, I don't. I don't couch, even need. Yes. I don't even need cannabis to have short term. Memory. I'm just old. I can get it without without any enhancement whatsoever. So I Welcome to my question. world every day. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious. What through your experience with uh, marijuana? What is like the best experience you've ever had with it? Oh wow. That's, that's a good question. <laughs> the first time I went to one of the laser shows, they have a laser oh. in Seattle, and I went. I had a cookie back then, one of the medical marijuana cookies, and it would just absolutely uh, was a mind blowing experience. The <laughs> marijuana was great. The lasers were incredible. It was Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh, my God. And the music, of course, fantastic. I mean, what better to be stoned oh to than the lasers? It was one of those experiences where so much sensory, not overload, because I was able to take it all in, where mm. normally your senses might be overloaded or overwhelmed or just 
not i was it's like i could absorb everything that was happening not just the music and the lasers but like the uh, energy from the people there that were you know shouting and hollering and having a good time it, it was just a great time and i remember you know that was my best time as far as fun goes mm-hmm. now my best time as far as medicating goes is when I first started medical marijuana, uh, I was on a, uh, uh, I had some sativa and the instructions, if I had a panic attack to smoke a joint of sativa and (laughs) uh, no, I'm serious. (laughs) Sounds suspicious to me. (laughs) So I had a panic attack and I smoked a joint and it instantly took it where I could get outside of that panic attack and look at it. Really? Yeah, it moved me where I was no longer a victim of the panic attack, but I was an observer of the panic attack. That is, like, incredible. It, it is absolutely, for someone who has panic attacks and knows what I'm talking about, you know, not yeah. just got a little flustered, but I mean, someone you know, who I've, has, I've, has panic I've had I've had panic attacks. To be able to take that and put the brakes on it right now is, to me, I don't use the word miracle lightly because I don't believe in miracles, but it is a medical, for me, a a medical miracle because panic attacks, PTSD was absolutely destroying my life. I mean, I had no life. I was Mm. suicidal. I was in a horrible place. Mm. And I remember the first time I hit that sativa, I had a blue little bubbler and I was on the porch at uh, my apartment on 2nd Avenue. This was before we moved. And I hit that bubbler. And I remember watching and listening. And I could hear the wind rustling in the trees. And I hit the bubbler again. And I remember just taking a sigh and being able to step outside of it and look at it and examine that what that panic really was all about. And that was when I really realized the medical value that it had. Uh, prior to that, I had used a little bit more as a, uh, on a preventative measure, but I didn't really know what I was doing and didn't know if I was getting the right you know, amount or anything. I, I learned a lot later, but that was when I really became a believer in, okay, this is medicine. This can work for me. Now I got to figure out how to make it work for mm-hmm. me. Do you find that any of the doctors, <clears throat> excuse me, or psychologists or psychiatrists in Washington state are um, uh, prescribing more or more open to its use than, than previously? Well, the law right now really kind of prohibits that. Oh, really? uh, once Washington State legalized recreational, they really killed medical. Uh, They did and they didn't. I mean, the medical is virtually non-existent now. Uh, The reason being any doctor that prescribes more than 30 uh, patients marijuana has to report to a board. Hmm. Well, it's not 30 per month or 30 per week. It's 30. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. that's uh, so they really wanted to shut down the medical, which medical had its pros and cons. Medical had a lot of gray market associated with it and a lot of 
was it or wasn't it legal and there were a lot of loopholes in the medical so rather than address the medical they just shut it down and went totally recreational which uh, in hindsight I guess has worked okay I mean you still are able to get your product and able to get it economically it just was a rough ride for medical patients to get there Mm. Mm. You think that's going to change anytime soon, or is it just status quo and everybody accepts it? I think it's pretty much accepted now. I I really thought that there was going to be a lot more backlash when they did away with medical, because they told us medical would not be affected at all when we approved recreational, uh, and it totally gutted the medical system, but there is so much more product available through so many other means. I mean, the market is so much larger that there's so much more product available that really in the long run, I think it's okay because I can get any product, you know, whatever I want, I can get. And the cost is not bad, even compared to the old medical days when, you know, you could get uh, some really good prices on medical product. And, prices now are getting competitive with that there the edibles are still way overpriced used to you could get edibles way cheaper than you can now but that's part of the state regulation well, and how much dosage and that kind of thing goes yeah. in well, not legal in canada yet either yeah well what do you talk when you what prices are you talking about when you say reasonable or overpriced give us a little insight into what actually you know it, it costs you know i haven't actually <laughs> I do manufacturing, so mm-hmm. uh, I make my own oil from discarded product. Okay. So mm. I uh, I got to confess, I haven't actually been in a shop in <laughs> uh, the last few weeks or months to give you some accurate pricing. I could look some up, but... Uh, you would give us American prices anyway. Would you have to time well, by 300 okay. to make an in? No, no. I mean, that's that's really interesting that you have the ability to do that and, and make a refined product that works for you. I, was it trial and error to, to try and get exactly what you needed in terms of the, the strength of the oil? Or, you know, were you knowledgeable enough to where you could just jump right in and produce what you needed? Uh, trial and error and a lot of research and a little bit of knowing things from when I was a kid. Uh, It took a lot of trial and error to find out which strains and how marijuana reacted in different situations and what I could do on a daily basis that would help prevent some of my symptoms. And so it took a while to adjust and understand just how and what I could expect marijuana to do and what I couldn't expect it to do. Mm. Uh, no drug is perfect. I'm never going to be symptom-free. I realize that. But I'm doing really well, doing better now than I have in decades. So, Oh, that's that's great. Congratulations yeah. for, you know, out of necessity, you found, you know, what works. Which leads me to a really wild question. Hold on, hold on. I, yeah. I, I feel really stupid here because I know we're talking about rich symptoms, but I can't remember what they were. <laughs> PTSD. Okay, yes, I, I remember that, but was there something else? I can't no, remember. No, just CPTSD. Okay, panic, complex panic PTSD. I'm sorry, this, I usually would know that, but wow, like okay. I said, right now I'm not in my usual state, so I'm trying to, what the hell is symptoms? So, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. So, so you, you may or may not want to answer this question, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Sure. If you, let me, let me put it in a theoretical way. If, 
if people would like to be able to manufacture their own, but they don't know how to do it, but they, they know other people who would also like to learn, and in that group there was one person who knew, is it possible that people are getting together or would get together to be able to bypass a lot of the trial and error, but go right, I mean, are there groups that are learning how to manufacture on their own um, and, and forming groups to be able to make their product better or understand how to do it? Or is it still kind of everybody in their own house is doing what they need to do without a, I, I, don't, I don't know whether I want to call it a support group, I guess maybe a, a learning group or a craft group, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I'm familiar with several Facebook groups. They're mostly designed around a product. There's a product that can do the same type of distillation that I do uh, to make uh, what's called FECO, uh, full extract cannabis oil. You essentially put the cannabis in alcohol until the THC and all the goodies dissolve into the alcohol. You strain out the cannabis then you boil off the alcohol and what's left is an oil and that's what I manufacture and there's a product that's made for that manufacturer I don't use the product but I do subscribe to their page because there's a lot of good information there but you have to be careful because where anything has good information there's also a lot of woo and mm -hmm. around marijuana there is so much woo out there mm -hmm. you know it's going to cure cancer you know if it's ever proven that it cures cancer great but you know what there's no research done at all that says it cures cancer. And if, you know, whatever they find out it's going to do, uh, that's going to be determined after a lot of medical research is done. And that research hasn't been done yet. Well, it, it's, but, it's coming. It's, it's coming. It so, is. Yeah, yeah. Can, you, can you grow a certain amount legally in your home in, in Washington? Yeah, you're allowed, you're allowed four plants here per person, right? In, in Canada, in Canada yes. Four plants for your own... Uh, that's good. I wish, you know, in Oregon, they are allowed, I don't know how many plants to grow. In Washington, we're not allowed to grow unless you get the medical license. Oh, and if you sucks. get a medical license, you're allowed to grow 15 plants. But uh, I don't have a medical license now and have not because uh, once recreational came, well, I did one more year of medical and then realized that, number one, there was no benefit in doing it, and uh, number two, you couldn't get a doctor who would sign off on it because they can't do it for all their mm -hmm. patients. They can't do it for anybody. They're limited to 30. Yes. And so uh, you can't get a doctor to sign off on it now, and it's medical's gone. So yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I forgot the question. Um, you're talking about owning your own um, marijuana uh, plants and how many you were allowed to have. Yeah, we're not allowed to mm -hmm. grow here like unless, say, you, unless you have the medical license. In Oregon, they're allowed to grow, and I don't know what the limit is, but I know several people there who are growing and think it's a wonderful thing. I don't have room. I'm in a small apartment, so I would not be growing anyway. But I think it's a wonderful thing for people who want to grow and have some talent. It's expensive. Uh, you're not going to save money growing yeah. because by the time you buy the lights and you know pay to run the lights and all of this kind of thing, you're not going to save a lot of money. But you are going to learn a lot and be in touch with what it is that you're using and how to you know uh, that certain special feeling of I made this all myself. You know mm -hmm. I get some of that from being able to take scrap product and make uh, a good usable oil from it 
and you know but that feeling of i made this myself i find that valuable Mm -hmm. and and maybe others would too through growing rich you know they say the legalized cannabis in canada because we're right beside you guys in the u.s Mm -hmm. and we had to find we had to find a coping mechanism for the country yeah we found a pretty good one (laughs) (laughs) you know i think it works a lot that way i (laughs) being next to us right now is it's got to be a pretty crazy thing it's the right now it's the right now that makes it yeah so in in the current political climate that you guys have changed have right now especially with the uh religious right that's rearing his head again do you feel that um it might stop marijuana legislation in the country in its track right now or do you feel you guys are still going to move ahead i'm pretty sure we're moving ahead uh there's talk in Washington already of legalization, and it's not just a Democratic subject. Mm-hmm. It's coming from the right as well. I think they're seeing the benefit of legalization in taxation. They're seeing the states that have done it, and wow, they're not just suddenly going to hell. Mm-hmm. They're not all all of a sudden becoming a bunch of stoned out. You know, yeah. life's going on. And if anything, it's getting better in the states that have legalized it. There's been very little negative and maybe some positive and a lot of money made in Colorado for schools mm-hmm. and here I don't even know what they use the tax money for but they're beginning to see that and not only as a tax benefit but they're beginning to see it as big business uh, right now states really aren't doing the legislation to keep big business out of marijuana or to keep biz- business from buying up a lot of the marijuana stock and uh, licenses and that kind of thing so the Republicans see it as, as business, or, or at least some do. So I really expect, I would say within the next, if it's not within the next two to four years, I'll be surprised mm-hmm. if it's not legalized nationwide in the next two to four years. Look, it's something to look forward to. Absolutely. Rich, thank you so much, man, for helping us with this on the show and bearing with us. And I totally <laughs> apologize for this type of interview. We're usually... A tad more professional, I'm sure. <laughs> I think it's been great. I, I have absolutely enjoyed myself and getting to hear someone experience their first own time. first high and really get into it. Is, it's uh, been a great time for me. Thank you very much no for letting problem. me be Oh, you're, the, you're absolutely the perfect guest. And thank you for answering some of the more personal mm-hmm. questions and being so upfront and honest with us. It was, it was a great addition to the show, and we really thank you and if we ever need you to come back as our expert I'm I'm hoping that was, you'll, uh, you'll grit to, your teeth and do it with us I was about to say he, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about your podcast Living with After Faith and I want to bring you back so we can discuss this properly mm-hmm. and okay. sober <laughs> so we can actually ask Absolutely. some interesting questions, not forget halfway through. Why the hell does That's, Rich have PTSD? You should again? write it down. I, I can't remember half a thing now. Right now, I can't remember the beginning of the mm-hmm. show. Right now, <laughs> I'm actually in the same boat. I if I try to think about earlier, it's kind of just like hard to grasp it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's it's like, like the memory's been shut halfway through. It's like, what the yeah. hell's going on right now? <laughs> try to recall, try to recall. It's like there's tons of strings, and I'm trying to pull them, and it's like, oh, I can't figure out which one to pull. Rich. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's been interesting being the adult in the room. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't happen all that often. Actually, more often than you think. Rich, before I let you go, i got to have you say, hi, I'm Rich Lyons from Seattle, or, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Rich Lyons from Seattle, and I took a left of the valley. Hi, I'm Rich Lyons from Seattle, and I took a left at the valley. It's colder. 
That's because the window is no, open. I know exactly why, but Guys, it's still really cool. We got a show to finish. Uh. And that was Rich from Seattle. Uh, thank you so much, Rich, and I so deeply apologize. Hey, hey, for Nancy, Nancy, you are so Canadian. Oh my God. You're going to find I... out what kind of an assassin I am if you apologize one more time. Yeah, but Nancy, he won't remember. <laughs> it's true. The whole time, I, mean, I can't seem yes, to focus. Yes, but he'll be in pain. I can't seem to focus. I couldn't figure out what to ask the guy or anything. My God, this marijuana curse, this marijuana thing. Hey, you should have. Oh no, you did. Do now, part of me, re- now part of me dreads hearing the show once it's on the no, air and going no. back to it. It's got oh my it's god, what this cr- what, what was the Kevin? Focus for a minute. <laughs> what? Look at look me in the eye. What was the purpose of this show? Yeah, to do exactly what we're doing. There right. you go. Okay, we accomplished exactly what we set out to do. How are, are people who are normally do not partake in any cannabis products? How do they react when they, when they imbibe or smoke or whatever? And we've answered. We've we've gone through. You've gone through the process and oh, answered. Yeah. So in that in that case, it's a success. I I think I'm having the funnest ride though. And yeah. we warned the listeners. They were <laughs> they right. knew about this. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I really appreciate it. And I really uh, I'm gonna apologize one more time. <laughs> God damn it, you can follow us on You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at LETV Podcast. You can send us an email or complaints. Because we love you guys. So at Outlook.com. Oh boy. Okay, coming up. I Let's can't... see if Kevin can do this. I can't... <laughs> and uh, good, the goodbye US to election. everybody from Stoner um, City. It's okay. been a pleasure. That- I will be the only one who remembers that. Also, I'm just going to jump in for a sec. Yeah. Everyone in America, vote. Yes. Okay, guys? That's, that's on the 6th. Yeah. That's coming up there Tuesday. Vote. Yeah. So because next you guys impact the world, and we can't vote for you guys, so, so fucking vote. So next week, while we're sober, <laughs> uh, we'll be talking to, to our old friend Thomas Westbrook, and we'll yeah. be talking about the Catholic Church. Oh, good. Yeah. And I will also be monitoring a debate between our friend Robert Stanley and Chris, the Christian Christensen. Oh, oh my gosh. I want to be there good. not to speak, but to listen. Well, we'll probably play that on the 24. On the uh, 17th, we'll be talking to Jeremy Montanez. He's an ex-Trump supporter oh. who kind of regrets Wonderful. his action and has been on CNN and they've been giving him flack ever since. And in December, of course, we have at the end of the year, we'll have our year in review. Yay. We'll have our Christmas special. And we have Tom and Cecil of Yay. Cognitive Dissonance. Mm. And we're going to settle once and for all their petty differences. I okay. love them so much, though, okay? They're maybe amazing. We should, maybe we should do that show high, too. <gasps> no. <laughs> I, maybe like a little, but... Uh, I, I thought this was a little. No, this was a lot. Oh, I had two thingies. <laughs> As we bid a fond farewell to Stoner City. Hoping this was not the very last episode of Uncle no, Valley. And I'm going to go home and listen to music now and melt into my couch. Thank you so much, everybody. Until next time. Something to be ashamed, I'm an atheist.
Now let me take a sec, don't mean to sound so hateful But I swear to God, pun intended, I find it disgraceful That thousands of children are raped by priests And since they're holy men of God, they get away scot-free And the Pope does his very best to keep it on the hush Don't wanna affect business, he loves money too much We know that they love the kids, but how the fuck can we protect them While they planning to molest them, we teaching them to respect them Fuck that. The system is broke down, working backwards in the only action of tactic I plan to practice now is to attack them. The parties of God's hands are bloodstained, millions of murders by believers, and they're all in God's name. And let me take a sec, don't mean to sound so hateful, but I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful. That many atheists are told to be quiet, you're not alone, speak your mind, time to let it be known. And I'm believer in infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be 